This is a show for the leaders of tomorrow. You're listening to stories of innovators creating groundbreaking technology and change makers that are shaping the way we live our lives. I'm your host Hussain and you're joining me while we're peeking into the future. Welcome to the Spark Podcast. Welcome to the Spark Podcast. Our guest today is the Senior Vice President of Scorpius Trackers, a multinational renewable energy company based out of Pune. This company has implemented projects in Japan, the Middle East, Africa, and has upcoming projects in the United States and many parts of India. He's among the top celebrated leaders of the industry and has pioneered the growth of green tech in India with an experience of over 10 years. Please welcome Mr. Tej Pothan to the Spark Podcast. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Mr. Pothan, let's get on with the first question. What is your company, Scorpius Trackers, trying to accomplish? So, Scorpius Trackers is a global leader in single access tracking technology for solar uh, projects, largely solar farms. Uh, we have our own R&D. We are the only company in the globe that has both, both types of technologies for single access tracking. Uh, Scorpius Trackers has been around for now almost uh, half a decade and uh, we've been very innovative in our design. So it's a completely made in India, designed, patented, globally patented product. Advantage that we bring to the table is that we bring the highest quality possible. The, the It's got cutting edge design and it has a zero maintenance requirement from a mechanical perspective. Solar tracking is basically, just to expand on solar tracking, solar tracking maximizes the efficiency of a solar panel by making sure it's always perpendicular to the sun at all points in time in the day. Right, and you speak of green energy with great passion, but your career as we go back, it started with uh, IT services, and then you transitioned to green energy almost a decade ago. Could you tell us a little bit how this transition happened? Right, so I did my computer engineering, then my master's, and I was also uh, a writer in IT. I used to write for Chip Magazine. I did a couple of blogs as well. And later on, I went on to be a consultant as well as a CIO. So from my perspective, when I became a CIO, I mean, I was not only handling networks in IT, I was also handling civil security, information security. There was a lot of uh, responsibility that I had. And one of that was also um, electrical, where solar, I mean, around that time, 2009 was when the GNNSM came out and solar was like the buzzword. And to be really honest, I was I was looking for something that gave back rather than something that always was speaking from the environment. Right. When you say that, when you say back in 2009, uh, this was when solar became a buzzword, especially back at that time, when compared to today, the market wasn't as mature. So what were the main challenges that you faced earlier in those uh, in those years during 2009 when you transitioned into the green energy industry? So it was very fluid, but I've always been someone who takes a, I mean, a more of a pioneering attitude. I mean, I like the risk. I like the fact that it's a startup sort of environment. And uh, that gives you a lot of opportunity to learn, a lot of opportunity to make mistakes, learn from your mistakes. 
so it's not something that's an established field where everybody knows what they're doing and plus it was it gave me a tremendous opportunity to learn and that's what i always believe i believe that if you're not learning you're dead so that's where i come from so and the way that it worked out the initial challenges that we faced were obviously um projects um, then the fact that because it was so fluid most uh, most of the deals that happened fell through um funding was a bit of a challenge in the initial part because you had to actually put your own skin in the game that was one of the concerns and then you had there were all there was always the risk of uh, of new new epcs or new uh, installations that maybe would perform would not perform your career has spanned across various industries and you've worked with many leading companies in their respective fields what do you observe as the core differences between a green energy organization and any other organization honestly i think the green energy organizations now recently have become large previously they were not that large so they were like pretty nimble everybody ran after projects they were able to complete it there was not so much bureaucracy it was easy to get in touch with the upper echelons of other companies people would network together is more of a fraternity and uh, i think that is where the advantages came in and it was not like uh, it wasn't more it, there wasn't really uh, animosity it was more of a fraternity sort of where everybody everybody wanted to get the work done rather than uh, pull somebody else's leg and that's something mm-hmm. that i think is i mean you're not worried about someone else trying to pull your leg though lately that has been the that has been the credo right now over the last 2 3 years because once the stability set in the big guys started coming in then they started uh, cannibalizing and they started uh, overtaking the market right i mean not there's not enough for everyone you worked with many international markets you've uh, successfully implemented projects in japan in the middle east even africa how do we fare against the quality of skilled labor against other nations the way the way our business is growing the way our expertise is with solar uh, whether it could be about manufacturing or epcs how do we fare are we do we have the innovation that other countries have you want me to be honest we are at the bottom and why is that the case because i mean we do a lot of uh, jugad and that jugad i mean a lot of people i've seen designers who are like a couple of years out of school out of college designing plants which are like of 1000 crores and they are basing it based on just some irrational logic and everybody even i mean it's it's in the beginning there was a lot of caution there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of uh, safety built in there was a lot of focus on the long term right now the focus is completely short term i mean if the plant get built that is one uh, that is a big thing right now and what are we doing to ensure that that changes so i mean from as scop as copies trackers what we've done is we had a workshop where we called in a lot of the designers and we ran them through the kind of quality that we you need to do i'll give you an example right um, most of the plants in india i mean all the all the uh, all the uh, structures designed in india have no basis no have never really been tested and you will see a lot of them fly off when they when there's some heavy wind because the designers right. themselves don't have 
they are designing on some arcane code which is like 50 years old and it doesn't consider a lot of things and for for solar structures because they act like they have an aerodynamic sort of uh, profile so you need to make sure that they are able to stick to the ground so there's something called a boundary layer wind tunnel testing facility which doesn't uh, doesn't have in india that is something that uh, nobody does because they all claim on paper it's like designing it on paper i mean designing a car on paper and saying oh, it's working perfectly right so right that's the that's the thing that we've seen we've seen that people are willing to take that kind of risk and because the funding but if you do this internationally that's not acceptable they need bankability they need to check everything they need to have, you need to have a internal report they need to have a lot of things indian markets don't appreciate quality let's be honest about it indian markets don't appreciate quality they always mm-hmm. looking at price so it's about price 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 basically the way that you should actually look at an engineering is first see if it matches the technical whether the technical is good enough and then move on to price but in india it's always price 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 when you talk about the indian market being sensitive towards price and not the quality aspect of it and then you also uh, speak about the quality of uh, the engineers the effort they're putting to design a product that will survive long run who's at fault here are we not trying enough to facilitate the kind of market growth it's more of an ethical issue it's more of the fact that the indian the indian mentality is not professional let's be honest about it everybody thinks they know everything so they don't respect a professional that's the problem in mm-hmm. india that's the bottom line the bottom line in india is that if you are a professional and if you talk to someone you say i don't know they i mean they think that it's like a big deal but as a professional you know there are things that you don't know that's that's where you actually realize but in the industry right now if you go to the industry every engineer passes out from college he looks at three four plants and he knows everything if you see a lot of to be honest there are exceptions of course there are exceptions but they get they get pushed down because the yes men tend to get pushed ahead because at the end of the day it's all about the bottom line on the excel sheet whether it works and then converting that excel sheet into a project that really not how it happens right um, i'll give so many examples like some say that this code is not applicable we don't care about the code who's going to check it who's going to do anything so the it's the mentality sadly enough it's the jugad mentality everybody knows about it everybody is aware about it and but it's the mentality that has the uh, that has a problem that needs to change the jugad i understand jugad is good but it's good if you use it with good engineering rather than just trying to make do with what you have and then later on that's that's dangerous that's very dangerous we are not taking into consideration the fact that tomorrow that there could be injuries there could be safety issues there have already been issues where people have died but those get swept under the carpet there have been issues where plants have flown off but those again get swept under the carpet right so the bottom line is there are no consequences to any inferior project yes i mean if the boss says do it in this cost and he says do it in this cost he will try to make it lower to show off to his boss professionalism to be honest does not exist in the industry in the solar industry at the end of the day how do you talk to someone who knows everything when there is such a rise in new organizations and new entrepreneurs who are coming up with uh, renewable energy what advice do you have in terms of the key requisites that you have to have to start and grow and sustain a renewable energy organization factoring in your first point of ethical business what are the other key prerequisites i think it's important to ensure that you have your engineering done right and at the end of the day the only how how does a person person who 
who's focused on quality survive that's very difficult i mean yes he can but he will not thrive in the indian market because there's already so, there's always someone willing to undercut him at maybe 10% 20% there's no rational to be really honest so if you really um, a lot of um, if you see almost 80% of the guys who started up everybody who could just maybe who was an electrician thought that he could be an installer right because they think it's just about connecting cable but there's no real engineering so there are some organizations that are doing that but uh, to be honest the solar industry has gone through a downturn in fact it has dropped installations have dropped under the current government by almost 50% because there's no real incentive the situation is very bleak i would say stay out of it but if you're looking to get in mm-hmm. you need to have good engineering you need to have a niche market you need to focus on what you have and maybe you will have to ride it through there will be times where it's going to be very very difficult for you to uh, survive which is why most of the international organizations are refusing to put in project a lot of the top epcs gave one of the developers a design which was let's say about 25 tons for a very high wind zone when the developer mm-hmm. got the epcs to redo their design using a boundary layer wind tunnel the tonnage increased by almost more than 60% that's the kind of under engineering that happens and this is happening with some of the top names Mr Pothan you speak about government incentives and how the government slashed down prices of the solar products we're also looking at a contrary we're looking at government policies that have helped a lot of businesses they've encouraged the growth of the renewable energy adoption could you name a policy that has helped your business in any way there are none maybe not your business but has improved the spectrum of solar in india right now i think there is some standards that are being worked in maybe bi standards and the fact that uh, that is a slow process i think that will happen but the standards need to be managed well it needs to be the lot of up- old things that need to be updated that's very important but last couple of years has been pretty bad for the industry and i think moving forward unless there is something consolidated done to push and to create it's going to die a slow death what could we learn from other countries and what policy can we particularly implement in india to enhance the growth of the industry i think we need to focus on feed in tariffs we need to focus on quality we need to have a balanced set of guidelines something that promotes both quality as well as uh, quantity It does not only focus on price a lot of things that need to be done but it needs somebody with a technical with a technical and commercial grasp at the helm right now from what we see the government is being run by bureaucrats so in that case don't you think that it's the responsibility of the existing solar businesses to lobby against the government for policies that could work yes so that is something that's had limited success very limited success and first the industry right now is very uh, it's it's not cohesive right now once upon a time that used to happen but that's no longer the case it is definitely something that's required something that's necessary all right mr pothan we've uh, come to the end of the interview one last question to you uh, what is one popular myth about green energy that you can debunk for us today it's only in india where people keep claiming that cheapest is the best so mm-hmm. that's the myth where people just install plants and they buy it at cheap rate and then later it doesn't work then they say the the technology is faulty it's what you get what you pay for you pay peanuts you get monkeys right that's you you've got to understand that if you don't focus on quality if you're just focusing on on the uh, price at the end of the day it's going to bite you right so 
you don't get you pay the cheapest and get it's like buying you can't buy the mercedes at a maruti rate right Right, so Mr. Pothan, at that quote, we'll uh, wrap up the interview. I would request you to give one advice to any entrepreneurs, engineers who are focused to be a part of the renewable energy industry and the leaders of tomorrow. Maybe the spectrum changes, but what advice do you have for them? Be a professional. Don't don't be a jugadu. Be a professional. Yes, you can do you can do innovation. You can do jugad, but that's one when sometime. Don't be a professional. Respect other professionals. Right, that's the important thing. have the ability to say that i don't know it's okay if you are a mechanical guy you can't do the electrical design right i mean you can do maybe you can do a little bit but that doesn't make you know it all so be a professional that's something that i would say to everybody that goes out of engineering be a professional respect professional respect advice and don't give the wrong advice that's something that we've seen also a lot of consultants just give advice because they just don't have an option so look for quality be a professional if you don't know say no and give the right advice right. if you don't know say no don't just give some advice and uh, you heard that from mr ritesh pothan he is the senior leader of scopus trackers a company based in pune he's been working towards sustainable and renewable energy for over 10 years and his company has implemented projects in japan africa the middle east and multiple cities of india thank you mr pothan we sure our listeners have had an incredible value from this interview and it was fantastic talking to you thank you for being a part of the spark podcast yeah bless you mate take care Thank you for listening to the Spark podcast. Sign up today to riojob.com and browse all our jobs, contracts, training courses and much more. I'll see you in the next episode of the Spark. Till then, goodbye.